0: Good morning, Mr. Papi Konupi. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. I always am uh, a little bit worried when it comes to people's names because sometimes, you know, you don't get the pronunciation correct and then you're wondering if you're getting it correct. It's, it's, it's Papi Gunnupi, no? Oradile Papi Oradile And uh, you are a fine artist. Um, you are also working for BKHZ. Thanks for seeing me and agreeing to talk to me on my visit to see Banelo Cosa's solo exhibition uh, in the gallery. It's quite an interesting uh, exhibition um, with huge works. um, And there's also surprises in the exhibition because you have this contrast between small works and and big-scale works. And there's a couple of works that, that are the surprise of the show, really. Uh, which you get to see at the end, you know, of your viewing uh, when you get to the office part of the of the gallery. Um, before we get into the exhibition and the curatorial process of the exhibition, because that's exactly why we are sitting, uh, you and I. Um, if you can give me a
1: bit of a background of yourself, you you are an artist. It thank you for having me and for giving me the opportunity to have a conversation about this exhibition, which is a very special Yes, welcome to Paradox. Yeah, Thanks. It's nice to be here. It's Shop. very nice to be here. So I think from my journey, uh, arts was never the first <laughs> direction because of the, the idea that, because we don't see many artists thriving and living in black communities, especially Liketoa Soweto or Maryland's Zone 2. And again there's no environment of the arts in the st- in the way in which we understand it in the commercial or museum structure of it. So the most closest thing to arts that you'll see is other murals or the person who's selling a painting or calling. But again, as someone who occupied many different spaces, going to school in the West Rand, yeah. it's it pulls you out of um to encounter a different environment and encountering different people, and having the provision opportunity to um, do art and culture, but also having a school that also has the visual arts as a, as a as a as a as a subject. So, if you were interested in pursuing the arts, you could continue your interest in exploring the arts. So, I think in that growth, I have like a weird background in the sense that my. I broke the rules at school by because the subjects are are packaged, so there will be an art So which,
0: which 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 subjects did you do at in Middlelands? Is
1: it? Mm, I went to school. It, I've been going to school in like a model school. Oh, okay, okay, but you grew one. up in in, in Middlelands. Every time you have to go back home. Yes, yes. So you going, keep going to. Yes. So it's just that up and down. Traveling, migrating between these multiple spaces. Yes, your your basis. your
0: model C school, mm. and, going back home. and going back home in Middlelands. Obviously, the township. Midlands. And uh, but what I like about your experience is that you know you grew up in an environment where you could see somebody selling artworks at the corner. You, could, you know, you grew up also, um, you know, seeing murals. Okay. You know, so you I get a sense that you you know you're you're growing up in Middlelands. You were surrounded by. By creativity. True. Yes. Now, you were about to, to tell me about how subjects were packaged at the high school. Where yeah, you, they're they you
1: interestingly, in the sense that it's like almost pre of what you get at Vosity where things are in faculties. Yes. So, each faculty has its own set courses. Yes. So, you'll have one for the sciences, one for business and commerce, and then yes. one for the arts and... and and design. Yeah. So in my sense, I initially had a sciences package. Oh, okay. So my initial package was life science, physics, mathematics, and electrical technology. Mm-hmm. But I think towards the it's end quite of... quite an interesting yes. mix. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun mix. I really enjoyed yeah, all yeah, those things. And so towards the end of, I think, Edward Barris selected our subjects for grade 10. We um, were doing AC and we were bringing back the visual arts. To, to to my high school, which is Ellen Glen High School at that time. Ellen Day, Ellen Glen, Ellen high Glen High School, yes, in in Rand So they were bringing back the visual arts, so they needed students. And I think at that point, like the person who was teaching me AC, was also advocating for a, for the visual arts to return. And in this sense, we were being taught by two teachers: one who would teach the theory, and one who would teach the practical. So we were still recruiting students. And at this point, at what grade were you? I was still in grade 9. Okay, yes. So at this point, it's like, um, they were recruiting people, and at that, we were doing some painting. So I was ambitious, and I was like, yeah, I wanted to try this whole painting thing. So I tried to hustle a, a canvas and some paint. Because you can paint with three colors, the yes. red, the yellow, the blue, then the white and the black. <laughs> so if I could hustle those things, which I managed to do, because my mother was used to me drawing and sketching a lot, so she, she would encourage. So she was not the surprised when you said, you want to try this art uh, school? wasn't <laughs> particularly surprised, but again, with any other parent, there's this anxiety of like, is there um, a way of sustaining yourself? Can you make a living yeah, out of it? can you make it? a living out of it? But at that time, I think she was still okay with it because it's not a serious thing because you're still studying you're learning. But also, at that point, yeah, it's still... Part of the everyday, I haven't selected the subject, mm-hmm. so I make a selection, which is um, the course, the package that I mentioned, the science package. But the, I made one of the arts art teacher took me to the principal, and I had to like reason for why I would like to take visual arts and replace visual arts, and la, replace life science with the visual arts. So I had to go. To this the, is in grade
0: uh, seven and grade nine. I'm in grade nine. Grade nine. And, nine. I mean, grade nine. You know, um
1: and you you really want to do art and then there is there is some yeah, there's someone who says who sees promise in, in what I'm able to do yes. from what I was able to produce in like the early stages of AC, arts and culture then, of which course. is now something else called creative arts. Yes. So right now it's like I'm encountering this now I have to again work with this teacher and go we'll convince the principal for me to change the package, because again, it affects not only how classes are structured, but my timetable as well as the exam timetable. And at that point, I'm the only one who's doing this the whole physics package, because everyone else is kind of in the arts, the art package. So it's not even a problem for them to to to, to transition to transition because it's part of that package, so it's been catered for already. Yeah, as compared to me, who has to do something over and above to to make provision for and that provision was to my to my luck mm-hmm. was made and i was doing visual arts in high school yes so encountering these art historical elements in southern africa but also internationally yes. so i was privileged enough to get the opportunity to study some some things about the arts and again cultivate that love and interest while
0: you were, with, while you were at, in high school in high school yes and uh, I find it uh, very interesting because, you know, when I was in high school, you know, you you were only allowed to uh, to select subjects when you go to st- what was called a day. That's why, I could, you know, I always struggled to get the grades okay, right. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, I also did the sciences, really? just to give you an, a, a clue. But I, I think it's great that, you know, you can select subjects, you know, when you are in... Um, it's a great nine. Grade nine
1: yeah.
0: I think it's great because it gives you the opportunity, you know, uh, to get a sense of where you can go with your education. Yeah. And then you finished um, at your high school, and yeah. then you went to tertiary. What did you study, if you can just give
1: uh, so uh, as an idea? again, the arts don't show prompts yeah. of, like, a career of sustainability where you can not only just take care of yourself, but... Your 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 family, and your Yeah. You know? So again, your mind goes to things that will do those things. where whether you, you've seen people who are either wealthy or are, have a career that shows that you can give back home and still live a comfortable life. yes So are still search for that comfort. So I'm applying to, to schools. <laughs> funny enough, so I was interested in advertising as somewhat of a reason yes. And this isn't
0: this is a sort of
1: to touch mm-hmm. in there, but. What year was this when you.? Mm, this is my trick when you. grade 11 yes, metric as yes. you're beginning to decide yes. where you're going, where
0: you're going to, to school. And this is 2000 and. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 1990? No, nah, it's not 90. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm still very fresh. Very, very fresh. I'm only 24 in June. Yeah. So. Uh, wow. So it was in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, it was the 10s actually. The 10s. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think this is. At the age of 2015, 2015, When you were in grade 11? When I was in grade 11 yeah. or 12. So 2015, potentially. Yeah. And then what? No, 2015, yeah. I think it's 2015.
0: And then what came to your mind
1: in terms of your varsity prospects uh, um, of what you were going to study? So, again, it's just this idea of like you're looking for careers that begin to show a sense of, of conflict and where there's security, you're the in search of security, mm-hmm. and where you can actually point to and find someone who is within this thing. Yes. So I think in mm, grade 11 or 12 I was job shadowing IT because I was doing electrical technology and I was curious about computer sciences and, and that's something that I was curious But again, my maths was not the best mm-hmm. and I guess that's the artistic element fighting the logic at points. So. I was also looking at advertising as another prospect in which a career can be can be seen, and because of this like you're seeing popular culture and popular media, and you're seeing that there are people who are making careers in advertising and somewhat making a good living. Yes. So I was also looking at schools like AAA Advertising School, Vega, mm. um, and then from a more like traditional route, I was looking at bits as another approach to maybe doing marketing inside there. Yes. Um, But also behind the scenes, I was also looking at other schools like Artist Proof and Market Photo Workshop as a way to, in case, you know, you have to make provision. In case the university say no. You were were thinking broadly. You were not limiting. Yeah, I didn't want to limit myself. In case the university say no. Of course. I, I at least know that I can make another provision. Yes. So, but again, the arts were very at the end of the conversation and not nearly... I I did not prioritize the arts because, again, I did not see anyone who is beginning to make a career of it and is visible within my proximity of community. Yes. I'm not surrounded by artists who explicate that they are artists We don't encounter galleries because there are no visible gallery structures nearby that you are made aware of or a museum of that sort. So you're, you're still not sure of where does this particular career begin to occupy, what kind of spaces does it occupy. And I think at this point, I'm just, like, curious. So, uh, I go to Artist Proof Studios, and, like, how, how do you apply here? How do you this is still there? in the, um, yeah, 2015,
0: 2015, 2016.
1: 2015,
0: 2016. Right. So, you do your research now in terms mm-hmm. of art school. Art school. Schools. You go
1: to Artist Proof Studio As well as Market Photo Workshop and looking at, like... Also, like, again, a financial thing is a real thing to consider. Of course, of course yes. So, yes. as you're looking at those, the fees for certain schools, you're like, wow, okay, this is really out of the tax bracket in which... <laughs> Um, I for <laughs> I for or will be able to manage to to pay for it. yeah. So yeah, it was all good and wild well to see all these other schools, but I, I knew quickly that I might not be able to afford it, and if it, even if it was for one year, I wouldn't be able to sustain it from that year onwards. So again, looking at other alternatives as a way to almost like um, build up. You know, yeah. So the,
0: I get a sense that uh, when you finished, you know, your high school, you know. Um, there was a financial challenge that you were facing, I and mean, you really had to prioritize in terms of, you know, affordability uh, of post, you know, metric education and so on. Yeah. So eventually, what did you study? So,
1: which accepted me? Oh, that's great. Um, and how did it turn out? So, I, I went through the whole process of the VITS thing, so you have to go for an interview mm-hmm. and a portfolio, the need to portfolio of work. So, I had the work. I had a portfolio of work. I could also, like, the marks were pretty okay at that point, but it was not certain as yet. So, trick results come out, get the paper, we see the numbers, like, yay, you did really well, shout out. Yeah. And now it's this idea of now waiting to hear what the institutions are saying, which I only applied to Viz. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was the only, only one that I was waiting for feedback from. Uh, I, a bit risky. Hey, it was a young uh, risk, but I guess it, it worked in my favor at that point.
0: And was it the money thing that really um, said you can't apply to any other school
1: except vets because of maybe transport? costs to go to your classes. So, it's a lot of know. a lot of, it's a lot. of things. To be honest, it's the idea that I did not finish some of the applications. Oh, okay. But at the same time, it was like, I think why I didn't complete them was that anxiety of like, who's going to continue yeah. paying for these yes, fees? Yes, of course. Um, why, yes. why bother trying if yes. you know you won't yes. be able to access the space? I understand. So, yeah, it didn't show any promise of me going there. So, I actually became a bit more disheartened more than anything of course. in completing these paperworks. But bits I had to complete it because there were other things that I was also so encouraging so, you. So, visual arts was again my third option, not my first, not my second, but my third oh, yes. And this is me being the ambitious person of wanting to study something again in the sciences mm. for their sense of security. Um, so, in this, in this, in this constant thing, VUT accepts. Like, so it goes through two processes. So, you, the school has to accept you, and then yes. the institution has to accept you as well. Oh, I understand. So, the, the, the School of Arts. If you say the, the school, of course, mm, I wanted so to. The School of Arts yeah. will accept you, and now we're waiting for. For the institution to itself to accept, to accept, you. accept and you. And again, it's accepting you on the basis of your marks oh, okay. and academic performance beyond just perform your portfolio. Okay. So, in that sense, now at the end of the year, we receive the results, I get the message that um, the school has accepted you for this particular course, um, course <laughs> which was. Um, Fine Arts, a BA, a oh. professional degree in Fine Arts. Excellent. So, ah, we get there, and so I went through four years of studying at Wits oh. university. That's wonderful. You know, I like,
0: I like how it worked out, okay. you know, that the, at the end of the day, you know, you were motivated by certain forces which we can't get into now. Yeah. I feel they're very personal, but I just like how it falls into place at the end of the day that <laughs> your marks come, and then they're good. And then you get accepted in the first school of arts, and then later the institution accepts you. What did you major in during your your four-year uh, tenure, especially guess, from your second or third year?
1: I guess it's the funny thing about um, studying at first, that we weren't necessarily asked to, to specialize uh, oh. or to major in yes. anything. It was not a, they never asked us to do that thing. And for me, I, I particularly don't see that majoring thing as a thing for Same, myself, yeah. right? And I was actually grateful that I wasn't asked to major. I would have done something but I'm just really grateful that I wasn't asked to major.
0: Yeah, because I think personally that, you know, the moment you are majoring in something, you know, you you tend to focus too much on that thing because you don't want it. You don't want to fail you, in that subject you. because it's your major. Yes. And I think it's great that at VETS, you know, that the the playing fields are level across um, your your subjects, that you know you you get a sense that you need to perform yeah. equally in all of them because they are all important. Yeah. And then you graduated from vets when? Uh, two years ago, actually. So that would be twenty twenty. That's lovely. no twenty nineteen. It will be 2019, two years ago. Um, yeah. To and, to. And, and then you joined BKHZ right? fresh out of... Actually, no. I was working at BKHZ while studying. Yes. So it, it, it's a nice transition because it means you got work experience mm-hmm. while you were doing your last two final years yep. or the last year of your tertiary education. And uh, what was it like you know to balance both your schoolwork
1: and uh, working at the gallery? Uh, it was hell. It was pure hell. <laughs> Pain and agony. Yes, I, I think I, I've never been stretched like that ever. Yes. Because again, you, you're, you're performing really high level on on campus, but at the same time, you're asked, you're put like the deep end on BKZ. And you're responsible for a lot: to curate the exhibition, to work the yeah. finances, to the, the advertising, to support. You're, yes. you're support. You're doing a lot, and at that time, was the, the, the team was much smaller mm-hmm. than it is right now. Yes, so. BKZ at that point was with me, Kloni, Kichave, Banalikoza. Yes. That's the initial team. It was three, the of, three of, of us. At that point... And this is not Bramfonte. This is not Bramfonte. So already, it's that, and we're both schooling. I'm schooling, and Kloni is also schooling. Yes. So the only person who's not in any academic space would be funny But he is in his own space. Yes. 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 So it was tricky. It was very difficult because... It, 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 it was rigorous the hours were, were long because now you're still putting in overtime and long hours for academia mm-hmm. at the same time you have to be back on like be in the gallery be in, the gallery. The, in yes. the, of the gallery engaging with people and having these kinds of conversations Yes. so balancing was extremely hard but it also gave me like a a, a broader perspective on the arts itself because on campus it's very head-based con- conceptual critical yes. off-site that's really what are your hands doing of like you're also facing the realities of like of an environment and how you negotiate um, an artistic practice in space how do you negotiate a business in space and yes. how do you continue to go from month to month to month with, um, preparing exhibition, preparing projects working your budget and so forth right? and also having to, to to attend to these multiple things yes. all at the same time it was it was painful, yes. really really painful at points. Yes. What was the first
0: exhibition um, that you really feel I know that you know with the BKH right? the philosophy is that everybody chips in, yes. in. but I'm more interested in uh, the exhibition that you did like, at the beginning of your your you know uh, your working relationship yes.
1: uh, with BKH so. I think it would be the first group show which was um, a little to my 22 year old self yes. and that's the one where now you're engaging with all these other artists off-site and you're engaging younger talent and not necessarily these established names or these broader international careers. Yes. You're engaging with people who are like in proximity to you, but mostly a relationship that Ubanele has like um, facilitated around himself yes. and the ecosystem that, is, that surrounds him and the people who he's familiar with and engaging with. So I'm engaging in these conversations, meeting these artists and building these certain kinds of relationships with these people. And in that process, um, this is when I'm learning the, the entry-level point of the spatial awareness, um, learning learning what the different ways of thinking particular practices are, yes. and how they begin to come to this point, but also like how we are beginning to frame these exhibitions, yes. like a letter to my training, But again, close relation to Banela's personal practice. Yes. So it's been it's been interesting to see how you begin to learn key things before you almost like needed it fully. What was the most important
0: lesson during that time, you know, the ones that stands out? You know, we all have these lessons that we learn for the very first time. You are exposed to something that perhaps maybe you've always seen, uh, but you never really thought about it at a deeper level. You know, I want you to think about the moment during that time, especially during that Curation of the letter to myself, that exhibition, you know, a moment that stands out which uh, you have infused into your uh, professionalism. Yeah.
1: Yes. Is there anything that stands out from that um, moment? I, I, w- I would have to say it's courage and bravery. Yes. Because, again, as at that point being the youngest in the team and you're also working these bigger corporate spaces working people who have held positions power for quite some time. Intimidating people. Extremely intimidating people. People who are addressed as doctors, you know. <laughs> and also engaging in these spaces. Yes, of course. And again, because I had to break down, there was always this tension between the student mentality yes. and, and having a prof- to be professional, a professional as yes. well. So I'm having to negotiate these two mind frames every time. Because they're moving... Like literally in one day, you're moving between two spaces. You're bouncing from school, mm-hmm. to profession, school to profession, and it, it kind of like stretches your mind because yeah, you you occupy a different position, Yes. Whereas somewhere else, you occupy a different position. You you now have a title. You're a curator, or you are. A, mm-hmm. um, it's I weird, Like I don't know. If we, Admin. We never had those titles. Yes, of course. You're just like, as, as I said, that your philosophy.
0: Yeah, your your philosophy with BK is that what what I've been able to, to pick up is that you know everybody chips in, yes. you know, it's like a it's like an open floor office where everybody actually can be able to speak to other guys across their desk. So, you know, so this leads us to the moment now. You know, of the solo exhibition. So many years have passed. Few years have passed yes. really. So many exhibitions have taken place, and obviously you've grown in courage. Yes, yes, yes. In terms of you know working relationships with clients, you know conducting business uh, for the gallery. Um, tell me, with this current show, you know, um, what was the approach with this? Because this is a solo exhibition, and it is actually a solo exhibition of. Of the, of the gallery, of yes, the person who exhi- the who, s- who owns the gallery. Yes. Tell me about the conceptualization of the exhibition and uh, the selection process of the artworks. Yes. And then there's another
1: question, but I will ask that question after you have addressed these two questions. It's not an issue, actually. I think, because I, I grew with the gallery since inception, so you're watching it, you're growing with it, parallel to it growing as an institution and as a space. You're learning, you're engaging in and out of the space itself. And I think this is the, people don't know this, but this is the first solo exhibition of Banele's works in the space. Yes, of course. So yes, he owns the space, but he has never actually shown his work in the in the frame of a solo exhibition. He would participate in group, in group exhibitions, he would lead curatorial programs but he would never actually showcase and prioritize his work. And I guess that's one of this nature of what the environment and the space was there for, and also facilitate growth of the careers of his contemporaries and his peers. So that was really what BKJ was there for him to encourage, and not necessarily to see it as a space for himself yet. So I'm here looking as an observer, because I also stand as someone who observes.
0: Yeah, and you have moved from Bramfordine to... Rosebank People. Um, at the time of the conceptualization of this current exhibition okay. so
1: you were now observing all these processes and I'm also I'm observing because I'm, well, I'm also there having to deal and be responsible for the other exhibitions that panelists is particip- participating in most most importantly being Seeking Love so Seeking Love is my first more intimate engagement with Banana's processes and working method but also in that process I'm having to learn um the exhibitions and the work that came before Sittenwalk. Yeah. So having to like, do my work but also working so closely with Panele made it a bit more easier, of course. In the yeah. sense that I had the privilege of seeing the Zeit's exhibition. Yeah. I had the privilege of encountering some of the older works that he had produced. Yeah. But also really having conversations, you hear how the older works begin to speak to the newer works. So you see these ways of working. It's a privileged position actually yeah. to be able to
0: um to work with an artist you know, for the years that you've worked with Barnella, Um, because now you're able to even see the transition from the old style, you know, leading into the new uh, artistic practices, Yes. you know, that he has brought into his uh, art production. Yes. And as you were seeing these
1: developments, what happened? Yeah, there's, there's, there's so many. Actually, people don't Like, he has a very broad way of working. Yes. And everything speaks to... Like it's really, because BKHZ is almost a reflection of Vananda's character and way of thinking, but simultaneously that it's, it's, a, it's a reflection of his, of his practice. Yes. And this practice being one of, of intimacy and self-reflection. Yes. And it's, it's, it's one that is very considered. So everything in that space, in, in the works, has this consideration. And Seeking Love was this interesting exhibition for me to see because of like how he begins to work. And Banale works, so he will make the work and work through it. Yeah, I mean this is the guy who can work three canvases
0: at the same time, even works on paper, transitioning from one work to the next. So Seeking Love,
1: really, when you were occupying both floors in in Brampton at 68 Juta, you began to see someone working on multiple surfaces simultaneously, but also bringing specificity to each surface as time went parallel to these engagements that are happening in his own lived experience. And how that is, again, counted on the canvas. So it's not the separation of work for work's sake, but a really critical intimacy to the work. Yes. And that being because of his relationship with himself and... His work. So it's very difficult to separate Vanilla from his work. It's extremely difficult to separate it because it is one entity. Because Vanilla works, from my perspective, the works are a reflection of that diary, the diary process. Right? Which he so, keeps...
0: Many yep. of, many, part, many, it, many many
1: many I, general I general think it's general 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 part general of an diary. archive, which,
0: in itself, one day, someone must just curate these notebooks that he carries no, around. He curated
1: a few, like yes. curated one, he curated a few of his journals in uh, Mixed Messages, yes. uh, which was another group exhibition that took place in '68. In, in, Bra- the, or in yes. In, and and then I know he, I know he presented like diaries as artworks before, yes. Which yes. I had the privilege to see only this year yes. when I. And I met some of the people, or met some of the work in person as they were getting reframed of thinking. So I saw I'm some glad the, you're saying so, meeting some of the works. <laughs> yeah, some of the works. Because it it's, it's as if they have a personality,
0: <laughs> of they, themselves. They, they
1: actually do have their own personality because, like, they they, they each are uh, they're not they're not they're not like the paintings. Mm-hmm. They're not like the digital drawings that take place on the smartphones. Yes, yes. They they are their own. They have their own they aura. Or own own and their own like presentation and character. Because yes. again I've seen one like go pedantic over, over the, the type of diary that you'd you'd like to own or hold. It's not just in J, it's like really specific in selection. Spec- yeah, specific um, so, again it goes from his like that visuality and in this like respect to his aesthetics. He yeah. needs to build on to this visual that he, he begins to have. So Presentation yes. is everything to Mr. Fox. Extremely. Coyne. <laughs> we, we cannot run away from it. Mm. And it's something that has cultivated um, in me as well. Like, okay, the, the importance to this attention to detail. Yes. Now, let's zoom in into 27.
0: Into, um, you know, this exhibition, 27. What has been your experience? You know, I know you've tiptoed around it a little bit, but I want us to now look at. Um, the curatorial setting, you know, the huge works on the wall, you know, interspaced with the smaller works, you know, which really invites the viewer to come closer to the works and look at them. There's this wonderful way of layering that is, has been achieved with, this, with these works, both the intimate works and the huge works, you know, in terms of setting in the spacing of the works. How did you and the team uh, arrive uh,
1: at the realization of the exhibition as it is? I think to give further context is where the works began, and again became a composition around like his next solo because it was two years since Manelli has presented any uh, had a solo presentation of all sorts. So the question is, where will it take place? Mm-hmm. Who will host this exhibition? And especially as someone who is growing in terms of their career and has this international um, footprint yeah, that people are actually curious yeah. overseas. They want to see more. More. So is it the question of let's go overseas or do we begin to find a different way of engaging this practice? Mm-hmm. And again my frustration with Barnard's work towards the end of 2019, 2020 was again where his focus was and how that focus, or the lack thereof focus in his own practice was reflected in the work itself. Mm. Again, because of someone who has a certain kind of critical intimacy yes. with themselves and their practice. Yes. And when that shifts, you kind of see it in the work as well. So, What was the shift? What, what, what really uh, stood out in for terms me, of the transition that he was going through? For me, it was, it was an increased number of sittings. So it's doing a lot more of the sittings. so inviting someone in, and then doing that portrait, doing that work of like um, bringing these personalities out. And this is what is most most likely to be seen in Seeking Love, where there's a lot of sitting figures and stuff like that. And then here and there we get these these these, these, these letters, these texts that are speaking to these engagements to these people. Mm-hmm. But every person had. Um, he had a personal relationship to whoever was sitting in these particular kinds of, of exhibitions, and for me, it, was just, it just came. I think this exhibition came out of my question of like, where are now we going to see you alone in this world? When are we going to begin to get to return to this more critical engagement, engagement with the self? Because yes, seeking love was about that idea of seeking love, and that element of looking out of yourself at moments and that's uh, that's what's reflected in the work itself and I was more curious around your personal relationship with yourself and how does that begin to um, reflect itself in your work but also some of the challenges that we're facing as like um, in conversation to each other like your own personal challenges and what you are afraid of, what you are facing. And what are these fears and anxieties beginning to conjure up in yourself that you're not expressing? This is how 27 came this about. This is how 27 came about. Because for a for while, I was kind of running away. Hardy, if you're listening to this, you not know, to like, put you out there like that. He was running away from himself. Yes. And that's why it became easier to do the sittings. It became easier to do the portraits of people because you're not asked to look at yourself. You're not asked to engage with yourself and these these feelings that you are are not preparing yourself to confront.
0: Is, it, is there a bit of him in these sittings, in your opinion, when he sits and he paints somebody, I mean we are familiar with his yes. you know artistic practice and uh, you know the way he handles his paint. Um, we know that he you know he, he's not an artist who's concerned with naturalism. Yes. You know his art is actually an exploration of the medium and the feeling he gets when he paints a person. So yes. my question is: In your opinion, as the curator of 27, yes, can you pick him up in the portraits, in the work that in the in the portraits that he did at that time? Could you pick him up? Could you pick a sense of him no. here and
1: there? This is me being honest. It was a no. So
0: he was really hiding. He, yeah, was, he was hiding. He was and, not
1: really. And also, if you look at the portraits that were taking place prior to this exhibition, they were actually reaching more of a naturalistic. Um, Yes, of course. So if you look at them, they were really pushing towards more of a naturalistic representation of the sitter. And less abstract. Still a little bit abstract, but not quite as the work that we've become familiar with. Like from Temporary Feelings and uh, Lonely Nights, where there was this abstracted, doodle-ish kind of way of working. Whereas here we are getting more of like naturalistic figure. This is a person. You can
0: see that this is this that
1: person. is a particular person. kind of yeah. person. Yes. Like they, even in the, 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 there is a, a separation between. You can see that these are different individuals. That's a very interesting observation
0: that you're making. So, you know, you, you were looking at, at his practice at this yeah. time, you know, in his career. I mean, I remember when he had a, a, the exhibition at the Pretoria Art Museum quite recently. Yes. No, I think it's a couple of years now. With yes. Covid, we've lost one year. Yes, one
1: year. True, <laughs> true. Twenty nineteen Yeah, twenty nineteen. You
0: know, yes. And um, um, when when he had the exhibition there, I remember there were quite a number of people who came. You know, that set on that set on, on you know, for him. I suppose this is the the period, the moment that yeah. he was not really focusing on. You know, on himself per se.
1: Because he was focusing a
0: lot outside. Outside of of the self.
1: And again, we have much broader conversations beyond work. Yes. But again, you can't remove Banele from work.
0: Of course you can, because they are intertwined.
1: So when you're speaking to Banele and we have these conversations, it's really this engagement. So majority of this work is actually coming out of these more engagements of, of being in isolation. Yes. Because now in isolation, you can no longer go back to the routine no. of come in, sit in, paint you. Yeah. There's, there's, there's now no, he has to face now himself. Now he has to confront himself. <laughs> confront the anxieties, the fears, the insecurities that he's, he's been able to really rock and run around for so long because it was easy and it, it created a sense of stability and sanity. Did he
0: warm up when you suggested this exhibition? Mm-hmm. Did he no. warm up to it immediately? No.
1: I didn't suggest the exhibition. This is from conversation. Okay. So there's no exhibition at this point. At that point. There's work being made. There's no exhibition. There's the prospects of exhibitions, but we're not saying it's coming to be caged, it's going to this particular space or this particular space. There's work. That's, again, finally work. There's a lot of work that is taking place, but, again, the work is not a reflection of what is taking place with him. And now we're in isolation, so I can't see the work personally, but now we have this conversation over the phone, and it's a long... Very long, conversation. Um, this during lockdown, yeah, you're talking is, to him. This, this is during lockdown, mm-hmm. and we're having a, a very long, long conversation. And because of the situation of like we've, we've been in isolation, you also are
0: in isolation at that yeah. time.
1: But for me, I'm, I'm in isolation I'm at my home, so I don't feel as much. Yes. because there are people around. Of course, it's a, diff- it's a different, it's a different, it's a different experience. I mean, mm-hmm. for him. Where he's he's alone in his own space. Yes, you maybe have um, dinner once in a while with someone, a friend in the same apartment. But after that, you're back to your isolation. And even the idea of the virtual engagement can only really do so much, right? And you, I think from even people's personal reflections of of the of the engagement of like the experience of lockdown. It was a very difficult time because you you cannot run away from the, the things that confront you in a single you know, every single like every single day. Yes. Trust yourself. You can't run away from yourself at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean during lockdown, we we had to face you know uh, all of a sudden we had to face all the things that we've been avoiding at home. True. You know, personal issues, yes, relationship issues. Yes. So I can imagine that you know he's sitting in his apartment, you know, away from home. You know, obviously he can call home once in a while, you know, but he doesn't have any immediate somebody that who, you know, he wakes up and he can see this person on a daily basis. And then, how did the conversation finally gravitate
1: towards the plan to have 27? So the conversation, like, finalizes itself in the sense that I ask him to really just do the work of excavating and digging into himself and really... You bring, give him a project. Yeah, doing and do what that work, that yes. he has to do that work for himself yes. and bring out all these things into the pages. Did you see this
0: therapeutic at that time uh, to do this or it was just you know, the conversation that sealed this uh, process of producing the work?
1: As I started seeing the works, there, was, there were, were moment of brutal honesty. Now. now I'm hearing the past that you never speak about. So you send, so over WhatsApp I see three images Mm -hmm. uh, that I can immediately remember. And that I never told you about my first, as well as um, Love Looks Impossible Today, but Tomorrow's Another Day. So those are the two works that I remember very vividly um, being sent to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, other works, as well as the one next to it. Um, yeah, those are the works that are really vividly, really, maybe really because of the
0: color. Yes, I mean, there's the work that really speaks about uh, a difficult, if I'm correct, a difficult encounter mm-hmm. with a partner who, you know, we did not want to um,
1: engage yes. in a in a safe way. So, like these, like, I never told you about my first Kim painting that I look at it, mm-hmm. and also this the subtracted, yes. um, somewhat portrait. And then, these other ones that have been more specific but they don't they, I can't pull a reference because mm-hmm. I don't know because I know number one there is no sitter Yeah. so even the images are a bit more abstract. yes almost. of course
0: um, and these are the intimate smaller yes. works that are interspaced with the yes. bigger
1: works no? and as well as yeah we, some of his the writing that he's beginning to engage yes. with the, the other materials that he's touching and writing and playing around with and then we I encountered that and we started having this conversation and I'm like because of the nature of the work that is beginning to come out,
0: in
1: mm-hmm. the space that he feels and he feels that this would be perfect for the gallery, yes. and now that became the process of preparing twenty-seven, which mm-hmm. was not twenty-seven initially. It had so many names, but names that had the word "love" in it. <laughs> um, what made you choose
0: twenty-seven? Because for me, twenty-seven, it's minimal. Yes, it's minimal. And it can mean anything. I mean, I know he celebrated his his birthday, his twenty seventh uh, birthday, to prior to opening the exhibition. But it's so minimal as a number. It's an odd number. Yeah. You know, even if you were to add the two numbers together, you still have an odd number. Mm-hmm. You know, what made you choose twenty seven as the
1: title so, of the exhibition? So there were multiple titles. So twenty seven was one of them. Love the full stop was another one of them. Um, yeah, there was, was ones with like Love in Lockdown, like there were some a lot of titles for this exhibition. And for me, I think when you asked like what are we settling on, I was like I prefer that we don't speak we don't title this exhibition about love. We understand that the work is intrinsic the word love and the, the, the themes of love are present in In, in your work, work, yes. So we do not need to again well, love and relationship. They've always been there. Yes. Love, but we need to begin to expand on this exhibition, as it being a, a particular point in your lived experience, yeah. and it is a particular point in his lived experience, because mm-hmm. this is a point in which we begin to have a reflection, and he begins to reflect through the work on this lived journey, the desires, the hopes, the fears, and the points where he has somewhat um, broken through, and the parts where, for himself, he feels like he's failed. Right? Yes, this has been the most vulnerable work. What else is number twenty-seven? in terms of like a more artistic community is the idea of mortality that yes. you have that maybe this might be the last <laughs> you know that, that this might be the last day. it may be the you last know, day of, of my course. life so 27 <laughs> being the last year of your life yes. because a lot of artists um, almost ceiling is 27 age of 27 great artists their ceiling is 27 interesting so again ideas of mortality and when you are thinking about these moments of mortality and death what are the feelings that begin to come to the foreground and what you see in this exhibition are those foregrounded feelings of what he hoped, what he desired, yes. and what he managed to achieve and didn't achieve. And this is again that excavation process of really digging into those the, the parts of himself that he did not want to confront because it was easy to just move. Yes. And we have been moving. We've been moving very fast. <laughs> Very, very fast. With the exhibitions but you've been doing, one things. exhibition of the, the
0: next and, and so to on. the
1: point where I didn't want it to be a mechanical thing. Hmm. It becomes mechanical at a certain point where we also had to begin to be critical of our own way of working. It became yeah, a bit course. more mechanical. We were just churning out too many mm-hmm. things and we weren't really spending enough time with some of the exhibitions as yeah. we should. Them.
0: So it was just one exhibition and another one and hmm. another one and another one.
1: Like... Just, just feeling that, 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 that fatigue as well. Okay. And also like when lockdown came in, your, your pace, your change in pace also begins to, to, to take place. So that's when twenty-seven beginning to cultivate itself. So the, the, the smaller works was a lot of smaller drawings and paintings, a lot of them. So what you're seeing is a fraction. It's a fraction of, of, the, of the work, of, of the body of, the of work, work of that, body that he produced. Because again, as we shift from Brahm with this huge space, to Rosebank which is more small, and more intimate it, it, it asks a different way of approaching we cannot curate everything no and no. for me it was actually a, a young like a, a bit of a tension of like him wanting to add and I'm like let us <laughs> like omit and curate curate down like, it's important to curate down and we were curating down, but you throw in one, curate down, throw in another one, you say, we should add this one, I'm like, no, <laughs> we don't have space. Uh, and also because, so I arrived, I think, a week before we were about to open the exhibition to see the works in person, because I only see images, and I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. but I'm not getting the work. Yeah, you're not you're getting the
0: feeling that you'll get when, you, when you're looking at the original
1: artwork itself. But also the, the, the opportunity to speak to, to the work. Mm. and give me a bit more context and understanding of why these works. So, uh, outside of the ones that he sent to me via WhatsApp, now seeing the newer work. So the bigger work were the ones that I've never seen. And the in process. I didn't even see some of the process images. There's Mm -hmm. only one work that I saw some process So, in the end, how many artworks
0: made it to the final look of the exhibition? Uh, We're looking at...
1: 14 or 15, 14 or 15 artworks made the exhibition. Yes. And
0: uh, your curatorial team, what are the other, who are the other guys who were
1: involved in putting up the exhibition, it's all, your, the team? In terms of like selection, I was in charge of selecting. Okay. And then throwing in what he found. And then you throwing out what you thought was very expanding fast, the narrative. Very quickly as well. <laughs> or, or moving away yeah. from, from this thing. And also, at this point the works don't have titles yes so I'm also just working off of like what I feel works strongly in relation to what I've seen already yes and again because the bigger works take up they, they, they need a different kind of time there's no way that, I don't think it's possible I'm not going to say there's no way I don't think it's possible that someone will get it on first encounter of the work because I still don't get it on first encounter of the work I need more time I've only spent potentially a week or two with the works with the works or, yeah yeah Plus, and I'm still excavating and, and finding out more because some of them, like with the one that is on the plin- on the floor. Yes, yes, it's in very process.
0: interesting work that is on the floor. It's
1: last minute work that I was not sure <laughs> where about to put it if it even arrives. Oh, so yes. the works were already selected, and then working on on site with Banale, uh, Mukari and myself in terms of like, just to see if what I had in mind, because I really had placed works in my head, in the space. But now it's about bringing these works into space and seeing if they work in space and what needs to be removed, like removed or repositioned somewhere else. So that's the process of the curatorial element of it all. Because I really knew what kind of rhythm I wanted the space to occupy. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really was very adamant about. But there were certain things that I was confronting that were beginning to be a bit more of a challenge. And that's because the new works that have been added last week. <laughs> such as that one that is on the floor.
0: Yes. And but what, what made the one on the floor stay? Because remember, you were very strict in terms of what mm. was coming in. You know, you controlled, um, you know... To some degree. Yeah, to s- oh, of mm-hmm. course, yes. But w- why did you allow
1: that one? Honestly, it's a very powerful piece even in this process, like the reference image, not even the final piece, not even the work, the reference, in like, I would like to do this, spoke to something that he, he's been really trying to do. But again, it's beginning to, to symbolize this, this, this reach is 27, that he had reached this point in his age. And again, what is associated with this age begins to be apparent in this particular work. So... Even the references that make the, the the art historical reference as well as himself as the subject of the work, because again, this is the exhibition where he is the subject of the work. Of course, yes. Where the one on the floor, as well as um, his order will tell you everything. Are where we begin to see Banelli actually represent himself as a figure in the work. So I know, like the image reference for the one on the ground, which is titled. Begifa, currently, which only got its title after he came back from Sazimane, after um, burying his father, and the title became the resolution to that work, because it was still in process. And the intention was hopefully that the work would continue to be built and worked on to throughout the duration of the exhibition. So yes. what is the title again? Begifa. Uh, Begifa. So that's the title of, that's, it actually named after his father, his late oh. father, and... It's a very yeah.
0: pregnant piece, and uh, you know um, if we can just, if, I can just, if you can just allow me to say one last thing about the work, what struck me about the work is a connection with, with Barelli through the flowers, you know because I know he loves flowers, yes. you know and um, the fact that you have to look down you know, to, to appreciate this work, you know, it's like a, it's like a centerpiece of the exhibition really you know. When, when one walks into the space and then you see this work you know you almost want to go to it immediately um, and then when you get there you are not really disappointed in terms of uh, what might be the next step you know in this artistic production and you know, obviously we cannot second guess an artist because yes. we never know you know where the artist will take
1: us so for me it's really important because what I've tried to achieve in this exhibition is to bring finalist practice into the space but I also really I prioritize a full body experience yes. in the space where you're walking through the space and yes. I'm really mindful of how you walk through the space of so yes. I really understand how you potentially might move or negotiate the space and that's why I like editing it down is very important because culturally in BKJ we I try see. to keep it as minimal and intimate as possible so people can spend time and engage and return to find new things as compared to just trying to show them everything and perception is there. So for me it was about perspectives and also like showing works in different ways. Works that are framed, works that are unframed, um, works that are canvas piece. And even attention of like are we going to stretch this work, are we not gonna stretch this work? And having to have again another tussle around why I say we shouldn't actually frame particular works and why we should actually just have them arrive the yes, And
0: then the system that you have in place, this is my last question, the system that you have in place of hanging done framed work, yes. I find it very interesting, you know, the best band, uh, pers- yeah. and of course, uh, the nails on the wall, yes. you know, how did you arrive, uh, you know, at that approach in
1: terms of the construction, you know, of the hanging system? So with the hanging system, it was just about like, it was kind of like, we're trying to really improve the way in which we care about works but also improve the way in which you engage with the work. The less distractions, the more um, engagement you have. And, and it, it really <laughs> achieves this less
0: distraction, uh, yeah. you know, obstruction of looking at the work. You know, it takes away that
1: because it's clear. Yes. You know, It's like the work is just floating on and the wall. So you see that better in images when the work is documented. It seems like the work is floating in space. So that's something I picked up when I was in Cape Town and we were curating um, mm-hmm. Who Was The woman's color? And it was one of the hanging systems we used for hanging Nelson's work when we were down in Cape Town, as a way to almost like keep it flat, flush, and, and make it float as well in space, and also not having any damage to the work, and minimal damage to yeah, to minimal, minimal to no damage to the work because it's, it's very. Oh, I think we have we've been framing works like we've been having a lot of challenges with paperwork that are not framed. The biggest challenges with paperwork that are not framed so this I had to start doing the work of like finding alternative ways of hanging of presenting, presenting the work presenting paper works that I'm not afraid of mm-hmm. so allowing you to engage with it but with the least amount of distractions yes. and this is where we have arrived to finding out that you can actually use this perspex sandwich press like a way of um, presenting the works while giving maximum engagement and viewability to the work but with the least amount of distractions that's very remarkable um, Mr. Papi
0: Thanks for engaging with me uh, on on Intra Paradox, Um, it's been great, and uh, congratulations on the exhibition. It's it's really a presentation of, you know, a a moment in Bonilla's uh, career, and I wish you all the best with the exhibition, and also uh, to the rest of the team in the new space, obviously you're facing new challenges. Yeah, and hopefully when we engage again in the future, we'll be engaging,
1: looking at your own
0: yeah, Hopefully, hopefully,
1: hopefully. Yes, and that would be exciting to, to have a conversation with one as well. I look forward to it. I look forward to it too. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank Karabok. you. Then This was Intra Paradox, an interview with uh, Papi Oradilokunupi. Uh, against the background of Banele Causes Exhibition 27. Thank you.